Hello, and welcome to Rough Edges Podcast with Sarah I. Fox. In this podcast, I will guide you through my faith and mental health journey to dispel the stigma surrounding mental illness and to create an empowering resource for those who wish to discover more about these topics. I pray that this podcast will not only bless you, but that it will bring growth and healing to our communities. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Rough Edges. Today, I am joined by a very special guest, Dr. Lynn Carey. Dr. Lynn Carey earned a doctorate in chiropractic and a bachelor's degree in nutrition from Life University. She owned a practice in Wilmington, Delaware for 18 years and has traveled to Brazil and India. Dr. Carey loves empowering others to create their desired life of health, wealth, and perfect self-expression. Today, she lives in Miami Beach, where she stays busy pursuing her entrepreneurial dreams and homeschooling her teenage son. Welcome, Dr. Carey. Thank you so much, Sarah, for having me. It's an honor to be on your show. Yes, and I'm so excited to have you here. So, Dr. Carey, what are three things that you are most passionate about and why? Oh, gosh, that's a loaded question. Um, <laughs> I, I think the first thing that comes to mind is I'm very passionate about people finding their passion. Like, mm. I, so I found that gray state within, and I realized it's our, I call it God source, your God connection. It's that life force that flows through you. And when you realize who you are and, and that place, then you can create a life from that place, which is passion mm-hmm. and creating your best life and being happy. And and that's kind of not what we're taught, but so that's kind of, I get really excited about, is that more than one thing? But I get really excited about people connecting to that place because I think that's what everybody's looking for. Mm, I love that. I really love that. And I just love how you talk about it, you know, just helping other people find their passions, because you're right, it's not something that we're initially taught. And it's something that we're not told to discover, you know, so I really love that. I appreciate that. So um, getting right into it, like what made you choose a career in chiropractic care? Well, I'll tell you, that was... um a godsend. It really saved me. I had scoliosis as a teenager and I ended up having Harrington rods put in my spine at 15 because I just followed what the medical world told me and that they told me I was a good candidate for it. And after I had that surgery, I was sick all the time because Mm -hmm. it weakened my immune system. You know, they said, oh, the surgery was a success and people probably wouldn't have known that I had any problems looking at me but I was sick with everything all the time and pain. I never had pain before. And every time I would go to the doctor, I'd ask, why do I keep getting sick? And nobody, nobody knew. So they would just give me another prescription, another painkiller. And it would just, it went on for like this for like five years. And I was very depressed. And I can't say what came first. I was a little, I was depressed before I had that surgery too, because I just didn't like what I was shown life was. I I figured there had to be more than this, this struggle. I just saw struggle. And so I was doing what I was told, going to school in college because everybody told me that I had to get a degree to be successful in life. And I hated school. But I mean, I, 
I was an A student. I worked my, my tail off, but I, it was like anxiety and stress every day going to school. So I was in college and, and I kept thinking college is going to get better, right? Like there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Well, it got worse because then I, I didn't know what to do. And so about a year, a year into it, after my freshman year, someone had shared with me a, chiro- what a chiropractor does. Why don't you look into that? And I was just like, well, isn't it just the medical world? I, I wasn't too keen on the medical world, what I was shown. They really weren't helping me. And um, I don't know, nothing was striking my interest. And then when I read the pamphlet on chiropractic, it said the power that made the body heals the body. And I was like, mm. why hasn't anybody said this to me? In like the last five years, you know, I was like, there's something mm-hmm. to this. And I swear, I just, I just went to chiropractic school. I didn't even get adjusted. So, mm. yeah. So like, I think it was, and it, and it changed my whole life. Like I learned to heal myself. I, I had a whole nother viewpoint of health and healing. And it just opened up my world. I found my passion. I found ways to look outside the mainstream system. Changed everything for me. So really, I say it's a godsend because it was, a, it walked two worlds. It was a degree, right? You were a doctor, you were a legit, you get your college degree. Like my mom was happy, all that. Society was happy. But it opened up this whole spiritual path for me and healing and all this stuff that I didn't expect. So. Mm. Wow. Okay. I really love that. And what I really like about, you know, your journey is that it was no hesitation. Like you said, okay, I found like the thing that I'm passionate about and I'm going to go for it. Cause usually when we're doing things that we're passionate about, we think, oh, this isn't lucrative. Like I can't build a career off of this. And you were just like, nope, I like this. I want to do this. I'm passionate about it. And I just went for it. So I appreciate that drive. You know, that was just dumb luck. I, I just said yes. Like, I, I guess maybe I'm that type of person because I was so down and out for so long. It was the first time I felt a spark. Mm. And I it was probably the first time I ever even knew that could you could feel that way. And I it just, mm. I went. And, and ever since then, I always followed that. Mm. Yeah, I really love that. That is, that's very inspiring because it's just like you're going after the drive. And like you said, it was that spark of just like inspiration to lead you into the career path that was right for you. So I'm, I'm with it. I I really love that. (laughs) So you are an author and I just want to say like, congratulations on that. And I also wanted to know, like, what is your book? It's called My Journey to Grace, Shattering Mainstream Illusions and Creating My Desired Life. Like, what is your book all about? So it's basically my journey to finding chiropractic. But chiropractic was just the first part because I had my passion and my purpose, my career, but I still was restless and unhappy Mm -hmm. inside. And even though I got over a lot of uh, the initial pain and stuff like that and the initial sicknesses, but I had headaches and I had stuff come in like through school because I was so stressed. You know, I, I worked so hard and I was kind of raised where you don't relax. You know, it was like, you got to be working hard all the time. And if you're, if life gets too good, the, the other shoe's going to drop. So, and that's something I'm still working through, you know, but um, so what happened was I, I was do I was getting adjusted. I opened my practice. I was still working on myself personally because I always would be reading, doing meditation, just trying to, to search, you know, for the rest of my life. Like I had this this purpose, but the rest of my life I, I wanted to make sense of it. 
And I, I went on a couple of mission trips to Brazil and India. And when I went and adjusted with other chiropractors, that's when we, we tapped into this high energy realm. Mm. Because all we did, we couldn't even speak the language. They spoke Portuguese. We spoke English. So it was like we were all lined up and people were just coming to get adjusted, lining up on the table. And um, so we'd be doing that all day. And I never felt a love. I, I call it love, but it was bigger than love. You know, like we use love too freely now. Mm -hmm. So it was just like this high, high, really high vibe. But when I got back, I crashed. Like I couldn't mm -hmm. sustain it. I felt it when I was with everybody as a group. When we got back to my hometown, I crashed and I felt that depression. And I wanted to know what that was. I'm like, I tapped into something there. But I didn't have words. Mm. But then about like two years later, I went on another trip. And this time I got sick. I got bug bites all over my face. I had a fever. I was, I was like throwing up. It was ridiculous. And a week, it took a week for the symptoms to clear. I was back home. But then I just felt like I had this darkness on me. And I didn't understand mm. the energy part at that time. This was like in, in 2001. And a lady I was adjusting said, you know, you're carrying a lot of dark energy. And I was like, how did she know that? I never said any, like, it's like she read my mind. So That's I was right. just open. I didn't know what I was getting into. And she said, light a white candle, take an Epsom salt bath for a week and tell the darkness to go to the light. And you have to learn to protect yourself. You're doing a lot of healing work on people. You're picking up their energy. Well, I did that for a week. And I went into that high state again that I discovered in Brazil the first year. And it, this time it lasted for 18 months. And that's what oh. I call my journey to grace. That's why I enabled, because I call it a grace state. It's like you're falling in love, but there's nobody else around. You're just happy for no reason. And I right. think that is our God state. That's, that's what we're all searching for. So yeah. all these we're always looking for outside, you know, the next job, the next amount of money, the next relationship, or people are, you know, and if we don't, if we feel off, people want to label us. That's why I'm. I was really intrigued with your bipolar diagnosis and your mental health status because I'm like, you know, there's a late, the medical world has a label for everything, but you know what yeah. I think the ones who get labeled are the most passionate about finding something mm -hmm. more because when you get right. labeled, that is your opportunity to dive in, to find your grace state, you know, like yes. that's it. And you tap into that high vibe and you create your life from there. That's, that's the key. So that's the, I share that journey in the book and beyond how to create your life from that place. Wow. That is, that's really powerful. Like the fact that you were able to just learn about what you were going through. Cause a lot of the times, like when we go through hard things, it's just like so easy to suppress and minimize it. And it's just like, oh, I'm not going to deal with it because it's too hard. But you actually leaned into that and actually went against that stigma, went against the label and said, you know what, I'm going to learn about it so that I can learn how to deal with it. And I really, really appreciate that. So thank you for that. It looks like you do the same thing because now you have a podcast trying to inspire people to do the same thing because of your, yes. I think that's incredible. Oh, thank you. Absolutely. We have to break the stigma because so many people are just suffering in silence, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So like, I, I feel like just being pioneers for like ending the stigma. And like you said, finding that gray state 
because with me, I'm also a woman of faith and I believe that that grace is the thing that keeps us going. It's the thing that gives us hope. And when we lose that, it's like, oh, I don't think I can make it. And the burden seems so much heavier when we don't have that grace, you know? The, the, the journey of life becomes magical when you follow the hope, when you believe, when you have the faith, when you look for the thing that inspires you, because I believe that's God talking to you all the time. He wants Absolutely. you to be inspired and happy. That's what we're here for. For some reason, we, our society, and my family included, we all bought into, if we're not working, if we're not struggling, not suffering, like that's, I, I think we got it backwards. That's a human thing. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. And I love what you said about, um, especially the hustle culture, you know, because we create like this culture where it's just like, if you're not working, if you're not busy, if you're not struggling, then are you really living? And I just think like, that's just way off of the path that we're supposed to be on, you know? And it's not like who could struggle the most or who could have the most blocks on their calendar. Like, it's all about just learning how to live within that faith, live within that grace and learn how to love yourself, like love your body, love your mind, love your soul, you know? So I, I appreciate you like attacking that hustle culture and being like, no, there is an alternative way to living. So, it's, yeah. It's not to say that you're not going to have struggles or come across things that are hard, but the difference is you have an excitement to your struggle because now you know that struggle, There's a, it's a challenge because it's going to grow you as a person. And on the other side of it is another aha moment, another wisdom, another blessing that you can't see yet. You know, yes. and that's when you understand that it makes life a lot easier to get up every day and do the next thing because now it's fun. Yeah, absolutely. Like that's the key. It's just like the determination and the resilience that comes with just going through your struggles and knowing that even though I am struggling, there is hope for me to get on the other side. So absolutely. I love that. I also wanted to know, like, well, you kind of touched on it, but like, how did the title come about? Like, how did you settle on that title for your book? You know, it's funny because it just was always there. My journey to grace. It just flew out of my mouth because, and I wasn't even going to write my book yet because, but the last three years, everything with this, this health crisis thing that I really didn't agree with how it was being handled. I didn't like, I felt like we were losing our freedom. And I, and I knew a bigger space of healing. I really don't even buy into disease labels anymore because it's, you're either in ease you know, and your, your, your body's always making itself new or dis-ease. And if you get a label, like you, sometimes people buy into the label, your body starts creating it even more instead of saying, well, what's the emotion behind it? What's the stress behind it? So I wasn't ready to write my story yet because I was still figuring out the money side, the business side. I was just working on every area of my life. But when they locked us down, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to write the, 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 the title was always there because I knew, I knew it was my grace state. And I knew it was once I got to the grace state, everything else was different. It was like the light went on permanently and, and now life is different from mm. that, from that restless, that depressant, the depression, the, the uh, anxiety, all the stuff, you know? So I just decided to write my healing story because I wanted to empower people that you can heal anything and, and that the power comes from within and, you know, everybody was living in so much fear. So that's why I kind of was a little ahead of myself with writing the book, but I felt like we needed more empowering inspiring stories because I love people's mm -hmm. stories when I hear another story it inspires me 
Yes. So the journey, my journey to grace, it, it's about, for me, it was the key moment. I mean, there were steps to it, steps after, but the key of it was the finding that grace state. And because then everything is different. Yes, I agree. Especially like when you said that other people's stories inspire your own. Like that's just something that I also pride myself on and getting to speak to awesome guests like yourself and just hearing like people's stories and knowing that, okay, I'm not alone in this. Like I'm not struggling by myself, you know, like it's just so powerful to hear other people go through it as well. Yeah. yeah you know, I think that's, that's the biggest thing for me. And I think that's what I put in my book. It's like, we need a blueprint because, you know, society teaches us these things like you're supposed to have, but most of the time they don't lead to help. They don't lead to health. They don't lead to happiness. They don't lead to wealth. It's almost like the mm. opposite. Right. So, but, but if you're questioning that some, it, for me, it took time and kind of gone about zigzagging around trying to find the right answers. You know, mm -hmm. so you waste a lot of time or you get yourself in another hole or until you figure out the next thing. I mean, part part of it, but I'm like, we just need a blueprint to follow. It's not like it's going to be smooth and easy, but like to find answers outside the mm -hmm. mainstream system can be a challenge. Mm hmm. Yeah, most definitely. And I love how you mentioned the mainstream system because <laughs> this season is all about mental health and the media and how it is portrayed and seen in the mainstream. So in light of that, I wanted to know which aspects of your book do you think like accurately portrayed, or at least in your experience, portrayed mental health in a good light or well? Well, I think it's about not be buying into the labels. I think if mm. you really look at, I mean, you can get a label, a, a disease label, whatever mental health label they want to give you, but but the problem is with the label, it's like you have this thing, you know, and it's like there's an outside source that's going to kill you. But mm -hmm. I'm not saying there's not, there might be an element of that, but, some, but you get stuck there. Like your power is outside of you where it's just that you're off, you know, like you're off. And I, I, I feel like the people with the mental health issues, they're the, the healthiest because really you're struggling because the mainstream system sucks and it's yeah. sucking the life out of you. I was mm -hmm. depressed too when I was in it. So when you create your own path and you find your truth and you find your happiness, you're not so, you don't probably have that label anymore, you mm -hmm. know, because the, the power that made the body heals the body. It, it really, it knows more than we do. Like, so this is why I can't buy into the disease labels anymore, whether it's mental health, body, anything, because I shouldn't even be feeling right. Really what they did to my spine it's not a normal spine if you look at it on x-ray or if you feel my back. It feels weird. It's still crooked. I have a bump here and missing parts mm. because they did things to it in the surgery. But I feel good. I don't have pain. You know what I'm saying? So there's something bigger that can heal anything. And I believe it's that passion, that purpose when you find your flow. You know, and when you get that label, it's your opportunity to dive deeper. It's a bigger message for you. It's a blessing, really. Mm, yeah. No, I agree. Because it's like, especially when, at least for me, when I got diagnosed with bipolar disorder, it kind of like, at first, I was just like, sh stunned by it. Because I'm like, okay, we're 
could this have possibly come from? But then when I got to learning more about it and even like, you know, using like the tools that I was given, like therapy and, you know, just like exploring my faith a little more, like getting deeper with prayer and also with medication. I mean, for, for me, like in finding like that good balance, like that combination between all those different healing aspects and the medication in conjunction with those things, it really helped me to live better than I would have lived, like not knowing what my diagnosis was. And I'm not going to lie. It was a process. It was a process to like learn about my diagnosis and see what my triggers were. But again, I wouldn't have known that information if I didn't have the diagnosis in the first place, you know, to kind of know how to manage it and to work with it and to heal through it, you know? But I, I always tell people, it's like the diagnosis is just uh, information. It's just information about your internal condition. It's not a label. It's not a stigma. It's not like a defect of your character. It's just the information. And once you have the information, you're going to know, okay, this is what my triggers are. So this is how I handled it. This is how I healed through it. This is what I need medically. This is what I need in therapeutic wise, you know? So yeah, I appreciate you saying like, you know, it's just an added bonus to kind of have like the information that you need to put the pieces together and be like, ah, yeah, this is what I need to do to move forward. You know? I love how you describe that. It is. It's just a piece of information and you take it in and you do your own research. You get your research from your doctor, alternative therapist, whatever, like you get everything and then you have to try things and see what works for you. Some may work, Mm -hmm. some may not. And, but it's also, about you getting to know yourself. Yeah. Like you said, your triggers. It's about getting to know your emotions because our emotions are so important. Our emotions are guidance to, I really believe we're here to follow our happiness and our passion, our bliss, our love on that, stay on that and more. But we can't ignore the anger, the fear, the grief. The, the, we have to be able to embrace that because it's a mm. message it's important because you're saying, okay, this doesn't feel good. I want it. So I need to maybe try something else, but a lot of us get stuck in those negative emotions and that, Mm -hmm. you know, we have to realize it's just, you can go there and feel, you should feel everyone because there's a message for you, but then you have to find, get to, you know, get to the other positive side, get yourself there eventually. So information, it's about getting to know yourself and it isn't overnight. Most of the time healing and healing doesn't happen overnight. See, that's what a lot of people I think would come in and get an adjustment. Well, I don't feel anything or it didn't fix me. You know, like I still have to, I'm like, it didn't fix me at all. Like mine was a long journey. I had years before I got back, you know, got to a place of, I just felt good all the time. It was mm. up and down. A healing is up and down. It's like in a gray yeah. area and everybody's path is different because everybody's unique. Right. Right. No, definitely. And that's another thing that I I say often, especially like, you know, through my message is like healing takes time. You know, it's not going to happen overnight. It's not a quick fix. Like you got to go through the moments and healing is also not linear. It's not like an upward slope. Like it is literally ebbs and flows. It's like a wave, you know, like you're going to be up one day you're going to be down another day, but that doesn't mean you're not going forward. It just means you're having a low moment, you know? So I really appreciate like 
you describing that in that way because it's true it's not gonna happen like in one day it's not gonna be like oh yeah I I figured out the problem and I'm I'm healed like (laughs) you know and if anyone tells you that I mean I would run because it's like I don't know what you went through but (laughs) you know like people just don't understand it's a process agreed 100% because it isn't like that and you know you know you have to too we have to embrace when the darkness comes up, whether it's a dark mm. night of the soul moment, whether you're in a depressed state or, or the grief comes up or uh, sickness comes up, you feel like you, you get a fever or something like that, because it's you're, you're bringing up stuff that you don't need anymore. And it has right. to come up and out. Like you, you have to release it in order to let new stuff in. So right. a lot of times we get these symptoms and we right away we want to suppress them. But it's like, we'll get the message first. Let your body do its thing first. You know, pay attention to what it's telling you or be it, be a, be willing to feel it to let it go. When you feel it, it releases. It's like when we keep wanting to say, oh, we don't want to feel this way. I don't want to feel this way. You make it linger longer because it's mm-hmm. you're suppressing the natural state. So that's all part of healing. Yeah, yeah. No, I definitely agree with that. And I will say that suppression is just the worst possible thing you could do because I suppressed a lot like looking back at it I'm just like oh I don't want to feel this I'm not going to feel it and I'm gonna move on and I think that's when a lot of like the things that I was dealing with came to a head when I had my manic episode and I think it was all that stuff that I was trying to suppress it came up to the system immediately and it was just like a shock to my body you know and I didn't even know what was going on at the time but now that I look back at it it's just like yeah maybe it's all that stuff that I tried to keep deep down and you know so yeah well I think we judge ourselves right away like oh we shouldn't be feeling bad yeah you know, it's not that bad we don't have it that bad or we don't want to hurt our parents we don't want to hurt our friend you know we don't want to bother anybody and I should just get through this day. And it's like, no, you're starting to feel this way for a reason. It wants to break you out of that. You know, whatever you're doing, like it wants to wake you up and, and give you more blessings really is what it is. More perspectives, Mm -hmm. more um, opportunities to grow out of, you know, but we're sometimes we don't know what to do with it when it first hits us though, you know, Mm -hmm. so it's a natural reaction to be like, Oh, what is this? And, and, And if you don't have an answer yet, you kind of just, you suppress it. But the problem is I think we go through years until we really allow ourselves to get in tune with it. And yeah. that's a challenge. I mean, if you're, especially if you're a kid or you're young, because you might not have parents who understand what you're going through or something like mm-hmm. that, or they have their own challenges, you know, so it might come out later. It's not that they don't want to, but they just might not be equipped with dealing with it either. So there's a right. lot of stuff we all have to sift through in that. Yeah, no, yeah, you really raise a good point, especially with, like, you know, going through years and years of, like, just trying to cope with it on our own until actually embracing, like, the tools that can actually be helpful. Because, like you said, like, a lot of younger people, especially, like, 
they don't really have the tools to express their emotions. They don't have the tools like, you know, to be open to going to therapy. So it's like, they don't really discover it until later on. And like, maybe they're early, like maybe late adulthood. And it's just like, oh, all of these things that I've been feeling like as a child, it's just like, oh, I never dealt with them. So I don't know how to handle it now, as opposed to like, you know, when I was going through it back then, because I've just buried it for so long, you know? Yeah. So that's a good point that you like brought up. You know, I had, um, I had already kind of had my own healing journey. I found my gray state. And then when I had my son, I went through, after I gave birth to him, I kind of went through another dark night of the soul. But this time Mm -hmm. it wasn't as scary because I had already understood the gray state. So I knew I was going through something like purging something. And really when you have a baby, it brings up a lot of your survival issues, your own childhood Mm -hmm. stuff. Right. And people really don't tell you that, but that's what was triggering for me. And I found, and I would be really loving like the law of attraction and positive books, but they weren't, they weren't working for me at the time because I had so much darkness coming up. It was like consuming me. And I found, um, the Sedona method. And it's really just, there's just a book. There's YouTube videos now. His name's Hal Dwoskin. And it's such simple techniques to just be with your anxiety, your fear, your darkness, and ask yourself questions like, can I allow myself to feel this way right now? Can for now, can I just let it go? Like you just sit with the pain you and an, like answer these questions to yourself and it helps you release. And it's such an amazing process. It's something so simple. There's a book and there's, of course, I'm sure he has seminars and all that, but I mean, there's a book you can get and his YouTube. And, and I thought that can really help somebody just get out of that moment. I remember I, I had bought his course and I did it for just like, I mean, it was just a few minutes every day, you know, that I would work on it. And it was like, I had to do it for like six months. I remember until it finally lifted for me, like completely lifted. And then I felt my peace again. So mm-hmm. we all go through something. So it's like, you have to just be okay with even, you know, knowing that it's just a process and not be scared when you're going through it. And, and there are different tools that can help you go through it. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just like learning how to embrace the process, you know, because it's kind of like um, if you it's almost like you're battling like a tidal wave, <laughs> like as much as you're trying to swim against the current, like you're not it's not going to like help you if you're swimming against it or you're fighting the process like you're you're just lost in the wind, you know, and like you fighting the process is actually making it a lot longer and a lot worse you know and so it's like just learning and it takes a long time I'm not gonna lie like for me it took a while for me to actually embrace like okay this is what healing is gonna feel like this is what it's gonna look like because to me I was like oh this might be hard (laughs) you know but I I was just like you know what if this is like what I need to do to get my healing like I'm gonna do it. And it's not a decision that happened overnight. Again, as we were saying, like it took years for me to actually realize like, okay, the ways that I was doing it before is not helpful. So <laughs> maybe I need to do something else, you know? You know, you bring up a, a good example for me. So when I was learning how the body works, we as a chiropractor would say, well, symptoms are good. If you're having a cold, if you're having Um, a fever, you actually want your body to let it run its course. And for me, before I learned that, I used to get strep throat a lot. 
my immune system was really weakened from the surgery because they tried to fuse my spine, which as a chiropractor, I'm adjusting the spine to free the nervous system. Well, mm -hmm. they're trying to fuse my spine. So my immune system was very um, weakened because that's your brain body communication, you know? So, but if you allow the symptoms to go naturally, if you get through that initial discomfort, all of a sudden, then your body starts healing quicker because now it's allowed to do what it wants to do. I was on an antibiotic every time I had strep throat. So guess what? The next time I had the, the strep throat, it would flail up bigger, you know, like it would get worse because it was suppressed by that antibiotic because every time I would take the pill, it's like your body was trying to clear out something. Now you're putting a pill in there, interferes with yeah. the process. Now your body has to get rid of the pill, then get rid of what it was doing. So if you start mm -hmm. thinking about it that way, but now, you know what? I barely, if I get a sore throat, it's like a little scratch and then it's gone. I never go into full blown anymore. Because my body's just used to releasing what it has to. I'm not suppressing it. So that's the same right. thing with emotions. Like it can feel maybe really big at first when you first let it come up because you've been suppressing it so long. But if you, if you can just hang in there and know it won't be that bad. When, when you get through that, you're going to feel so much more relief. Like there's right. a freedom to embracing that dark side. Because now when it doesn't have a hold of you anymore, now you're in control again, not it. Not like, it's not like the monster in the closet. Scary, you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. so there is an element of that. Like the more you suppress it, the more it is, it feels like a tidal wave coming over you. Whereas if you learn to let it go, learn to be with it, it, it doesn't grip you as the same anymore. Right, right. No, I, I definitely agree with that. Like just learning how to just, like you said, release it. You know, and it's like, I really love this book um, the, called The Body Keeps Score. And it's just like really interesting to see like how your body just reacts to traumatic situations. And it's like, you could be holding all of that pain in and storing it in your body. And then it can manifest itself through like sickness, through like, you know, just different aches in your body. Like you, you will be walking around and be like, oh my God, why is my back aching? Or why does my temple feel so like tight, you know? And it's just all in like, you know the the stress and the pain that you hold on the inside it's like biologically it's not good for you can you imagine like internally your soul like what it's doing to you on the inside so I just think it's a very interesting concept to kind of like you know explore like releasing that pain from your body like just allowing yourself to feel it and get it out you know You've touched on a huge topic for me. This is why I'm so passionate about people creating their desired life because I would be adjusting people and more people would come at my office and they would just say, all of a sudden I had this pain or I have this symptom or whatever. And I'd be like, well, usually it's not just habit. There was other stuff going on, but they never connected. I'm like, well, are you stressed out in life? No, everything's normal. And then they would just be talking about their day. And I was like, I'm stressed out listening to it. Like, this <laughs> is like and you think that's normal. No wonder your body's given out because this is the thing you're, you're going to, you'll get whispers right first, like that something's off, but you won't stop until you break down. Like your body breaks down for you to listen. But mm -hmm. I, there's an emotional and a mental component to every bodily disease and function symptom that comes out. It's all connected. So if you're not dealing with the emotions, mental, all that, it comes out as something physically, or it comes out in the relationship. It comes out in the job, the, the money, you know, it's all interconnected and vice versa. If you're not dealing with your the job you hate, it can come out of sickness 
or the mental breakdown, you know, but a lot of people won't connect that. Or some people think it's not spiritual to look at money. It's all energy. And we're supposed mm -hmm. to have it all in balance and flow. Like you, that's why it's important to look at all those aspects of your life because they're all connected. You can't compartmentalize. It's all one big flow. And that's, that's our job is to get into the flow for ourselves of what works and what doesn't. Yes. Wow. I couldn't have said it better. Like, well, coming from a doctor, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah dr lynn carey i just want to thank you so much for coming on tonight and i have one more question before we go what advice or words of encouragement do you have for people who are struggling to find their desired life or their healing well if you're struggling to find it that means you're already aware that something's missing in your life or you're looking for the bigger picture. And that's awesome. First of all, you should be happy that you're struggling because there's an opportunity there. How many people go day by every day and they don't even question what they're doing? Mm. You know, they're not even trying to figure it out. They're just accepting what's, you know, so because you're feeling off, good for you for acknowledging that you're struggling. That means there is an answer for you and you're going to find it. It's an opportunity to create, to do everything. And sometimes you have to be a little uncomfortable because you're going to go against what you're doing or what you were taught, but there's an opportunity there. So get excited. But I, you know, one of the key things that I think helps people is to journal like, and here's, here's some advice on that. I think putting pen to paper does something for your brain. I think it's very healing. It's therapeutic. Then mm -hmm. type on a computer, like pen and paper is very therapeutic. And there's a couple ways you can go about it. You can do a gratitude list. So you start paying attention to or listing every day things that you're grateful for. Even it's just that you woke up this morning or you, the sun came out, like simple things, like saw something, like you saw a little dog that made you happy that go by. You know, it's little things. It doesn't have to be big things. But the more you pay attention to what you're grateful for, all of a sudden now you're training yourself to find more and more things, right? Mm -hmm. You can also do a list for things that inspire. You could do, a, you could do them all too, but things that inspire you because a lot of people don't know what they want. Well, what makes you happy? What, what color lights you up or what kind of people light you up or what kind of books or movies? like write down what inspired you or when did you feel joy today? Because it starts making you pay attention for that. A lot of times we're programmed to look for the struggle or what yeah. went wrong or to, so we can beat ourselves up that we didn't do that right. Instead of looking at, well, I did that right. Even if it was something small. So you, that's another thing to journal. And also just when you start tapping into those things, the inspiration or the gratitude, I believe you start getting ideas. Now you're getting messages, which I believe they're messages from, from God's source, whatever you believe in, to guide you to your dream life. You start, you know, you have start having synchronicities where the right person comes up with the right message. The right book falls into your lap. You, you get to a place that you never went to before. You see, like you start getting the guidance because now you're, you're paying attention, but write it down when something cool happens, write it down or the idea you got, or even if it's just, you think it's too good to be true, write it down. you use your imagination. So I think that is a place to be in. But I think if you're struggling and you just don't know what it is yet, it's your opportunity for, for greatness. So be excited that you feel that struggle. It's a blessing. Yes, I love that. Well, Dr. Carey, where can listeners find you if they want to learn more about your book and everything? Yeah, so I have a website, creatingmydesiredlife.com. And you can go on there, you can ask me a question, you can get on my mailing list, or you can get my book. 
And my book is also on Amazon and barnesandnoble.com. All right. Well, thank you for joining me, Dr. Carey, and everyone stay tuned for more empowering episodes on Rough Edges. Thank you for listening to another episode of Rough Edges podcast with Sarah I. Fox. If you want more exciting updates on the podcast, follow on Instagram at rough.edges.podcast. You can also visit the official podcast website at www.roughedgespodcast.com. Thanks again for listening and have a wonderful day.